I need to Hello. buy an air purifier. Sorry. Hello and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and the purring today will be provided by Foster Kitten Hank. And I'm David. And this is once again our monthly show in which we go episode by episode through SSSS Dynazenon. Today we look at episode eight. What is this wavering emotion? <coughs> Feelings. Uh, this is Nani. Yeah, the, a lot of feelings in this episode. Uh, yes. Not not so much action. A lot of just kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that's relatable. And we open with some small boys poking at a weird thing in a field. <gasps> it's so cute. So in the and you, David, you've been paying more attention to the opening credit changes than I have. Uh, did it to, always, kinda. or has it had that bit where Chise is like looking at her reflection up close, and the reflection is wearing a school uniform? I I think the reflection was there. I don't remember the school uniform. Maybe this episode, she's definitely wearing a school uniform in her reflection. Hmm. And and that feels like development. I don't know. I like Chise. Right. She's fun. But yes. And uh, yeah, this is... It took me a, the longest time to figure out which end of this kaiju is the head. <laughs> well, because, like, well, it has a head on its tail. Yes. But, but it's like an inarticulate head with just like a tongue lolling out that isn't used as a head. It's like, it's like giraffe it rig. Like, from Pokemon. I was thinking uh, Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Or, oh, there there have been, like, Ultraman monsters where, like, it was one way, and then either they reused the suit by twisting it around, or, in, in one case, in, I was it maybe is, like, the monster gets turned upside down, and, and it becomes a new monster. Mm. Because it gets killed, it's like, oh, it regrew. Backwards. It's definitely got a head at the end of its tail that it does not seem to use. Hmm. Anyway, this is apparently a failed kaiju, according to our kaiju eugenicists. It's a baby. Yeah, it's just a little, little baby. And it's a meanwhile, it's uh, a meanwhile, Galma is uh, suffering many misfortunes. He is uh, he's being bothered by this cat. <laughs> uh, a bunch of bystanders are just heckling him. And also, apparently, this kaiju has given him, like, weird uh, Ziggy Stardust makeup. They're more just standing there and looking at him and talking humorously amongst themselves. I feel like heckling needs to be directed at the person. <laughs> yeah, but they're definitely making fun of him. Yeah, yes. but it's, it's kind of like, a, it's basically like a bird shit on him, only it's kaiju oil slick on his Face it's like stuck half there. his face and half his hair, and it's pretty big. It's it's definitely yeah. it's like bright, bright like blue and purple and green, and I think it looks cool, but he is not having it. It's kind of like what that uh, th- like that makeup that you wear to foil facial recognition. Yes. Oh yeah, um, dazzle oh, paint kind of style stuff, but but it, but in more of a oil slick ninety or eighties kind of style. Mm-hmm. More in the palette of this show. Wait, yes. did, did the cat have one eye only? Yeah. I think that we definitely okay. see a missing poster for that cat later on. Oh, okay. I, like, I felt like that cat 
must be a reference to something, but I have no idea what. It was definitely a one-eyed cat, though. Poor thing. Which is actually a thing, like, even the Ultraman wiki, it has less information for Dinazenon than it had for Gridman. Mm. Which is partially because some of the references it has are like Microman as opposed to Transformers, so who knows? The eye missing was its left eye, therefore it is Odin. (laughs) Oh, Odin's left eye is always missing? Yes. I remember. So, meanwhile, Yume and Koyomi are still investigating the uh, extremely slow-moving plot about the death of her older sister. And in this, the conclusion they find is that they're looking for this guy, Futaba, and wherever it is they go, he doesn't work there anymore. He's They go oh, yeah. to the Earth Cable Network, which seems expansive. I don't know if it's just supposed to be like a BBC sort of, like it seems like it's probably well, TV news or something, but yeah. He well, used, maybe, it's which, a pl- maybe it's a play on the, uh, the British Sky Network. Oh, maybe. But yeah, he does not, he, he quit like a little bit ago. And that's that plot for the week. Yep. And speaking of subplots, uh, cutting out to Koyomi, who's remembering more details of that encounter he had with uh, Yomogi's boss in their youth, where they're investigating like this this saw bathroom. Did she remember she found Or she says she found it. I'm thinking this is this is like a uh, this is like a no country for old men situation where she like found mm. a bunch of dead yakuza guys and this was there. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, or, or she could have like just like a stash and place. she's about to get stalked by a guy with a terrible haircut. Yeah, yeah. yakuza really should Tell show me up soon. How much have you ever lost in a coin toss? Yeah, this does seem like she might have found like a yakuza drop, money drop. I mean, they're in an abandoned building anyway, so that seems like if you are involved in organized crime and you need a place to put money so someone else can come pick it up later, then that would be a good location for that sort of thing. So, yeah. And she's like, hey, you know, you know, we do just want to, like, get away somewhere with this money and, I don't know, <laughs> doing sexy stuff? I don't know. And he runs away. He's like, nope. Not, not having it. Which is sort of like, so he runs away from an offer to run away. Yes. <laughs> but okay. Alright. I like him. He can be forgiven. And meanwhile, we, uh, so we now come again to Yumogi and Yume, who are headed back from the Earth Cable Network, and uh, he attempts the, possibly the most incompetent asking out of a girl I've ever seen, and this is coming <laughs> from me, a man who has incompetently asked out, asked out many girls. <laughs> Just like, you know, you don't want to go somewhere, sometime. <laughs> They could go to Starbo's. Come on. Oh, I, I didn't quite even notice that was bad because of the, a recent watch-along of an episode of Garo that was, like, so tremendously bad that, that <laughs> it, it left me stunned. Although, the, the, the end of the scene was, it was upturned by the Monster of the Week, who was played by, by like, a foreign guy. 
and like, mm-hmm. who kind of looks like Willem Dafoe up there. <laughs> so it's like, it's like we have Willem Dafoe at home, but he speaks Japanese. <laughs> but so he was entertaining. So I, I recommend watching Garo. I mean, Gaijin Dafoe. There's not the really... The Green Gaijin? Oh, wait, his name is great, too. Oh, what the fuck is it? There's not really a good point in helping your new friend investigate her sister's potential suicide. Like, there's no good way to ask her out on a date during all that. It's just, it's gonna be No, awkward. however, this guy, this girl is kind of twisted, and she might be into it. <laughs> and she kind of is into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. But he was in a video game too. Anyway, the, the, the foreign actor's name is Thane Camus. Mm-hmm. Wow! It's like he sounds like a Pokemon villain. <laughs> sounds like a Gundam character. Okay. <laughs> Quattro Vagina. Uh, uh, anyway, it is time for an emergency meeting because Galma has been pranked. <gasps> this is. Super important, and everyone must get down right away. That's right. So yeah, he's he's been pranked by this kaiju, and now they must find it and, and enact revenge. And yes. Because apparently, its only power is that it just leaves these weird, like color splotches everywhere. It just, yes. it just paints. It's cute. It's harmless. And so they know it's tiny. So 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 this time they are going to try and catch it. And at no point do they get, like, a net or, I don't know, like a stick, uh, a lariat, something with which to capture an animal. Yeah, they're not experienced at this. They need, like, a humane trap, but a big one. Anyway, they they do finally find this thing. Uh, You know, Yamogi creeps up on it and catches it, by which I mean it just falls down and they can catch it. Yeah, it, it's just kind of so sad and pitiful. pitiful. It's got weird little arms, and it's got weird, like, straw bundle it's got, it's got legs. Like a weird mushroom mouth. It, yeah, it's got, like, yeah. a sort of, uh, like a Like crab. the gills of a mushroom, sort of? Or like a, uh, like it's got kind of a, like a crayfish head. Yeah. Yes. Like, there's a crayfish Pokemon that has crayfish features stylized similar to this. So it's got the, like, big eyes and, yeah, it looks sad. It looks <laughs> pitiful. Oh, well, I was going to joke about uh, Thane Camus being named after Albert Camus, but he's his great uh, nephew. Well, there you go. That's wild. Oh, it's pronounced Camus. Oh. Ah, you know, the stranger, Myth of Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah, I just looked that up too. It's like, oh, they did author. Oh, it's neat. Now you know. The more you know. Anyway, so Gamma gets there and is immediately all, well, time to kill it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> he does. There's like a yard implement there, and he picks it up, and he's like, well, time to kill it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they, they, they argue with him because it is small and harmless and kind of pathetic. Yes. So instead, you know, since he's a kaiju user, he's going to c- try and control it. Even <gasps> though they, they, note that, they note that he says he's a kaiju user, but, they, but they've never actually seen him using a kaiju. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says a lot of things. He says he's 5,000 years old. Yes. And uh, it, it doesn't actually work until Yamogi tries it, and it kind of works for a second. 
Maybe, yeah. It's very... It's like a weird uh, flash of something, and it, like, just stands still. And then he gets, like, a weird division. Yeah. But then it's gone, and it's just being a dorky, weird little thing. And and he's talking about, you know, how it takes, like, all this time, all this training to master controlling kaiju, and at one point he yells to Yamogi, you didn't cra- train crap, pal! <laughs> Yeah, but it, at least it's it's nice that Yamogi kind of finally has a thing. Yes. Which is what I was thinking about before watching this episode. It's like, like last season we we had Cliff Jumper, who it turned out was Gridman inhabiting the body of a I kid. mean, his whole deal was that he was a mysterious amnesiac. Yeah, he had amnesia. He had yes. a thing. It's a cliche thing, but he had a thing going on. Yamogi um, in this I is just... Boy. He's a guy with a kind of crappy job and a horny boss. Yes. <laughs> like he has a job and he has more interesting friends than him. Which, yes. which makes it more cliched anime high school, but it's like, I mean that very much makes him he you know he's he's the he's the Jerry Seinfeld of his uh of his uh, friend group. I think we've gone over this before. <laughs> yeah. Because of course obviously Galma has big Kramer energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we actually did do this. Yeah. I think Chise was the Elaine, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, you, Yume doesn't have a strong role. I mean, I guess yeah. she can be, uh, she can be the Susan, which means she better watch out for those, uh, envelopes. <laughs> and then obviously Kuyomi is the Costanza. Yes. And uh, I believe the eugenicists are like some coalition of, uh, you know, the Soup Nazi and, uh, Frank Costanza and Newman. Yes. And, uh, I don't know, maybe Kathy Griffin. Anyway, so speaking of the Kaiju Eugenesis, they are taking a day off. They're they're having a fun outing today. Yeah, they go to Ground the One. <laughs> yeah, what that what, presumably that's an actual building or a reference to an actual building. Which yeah, they uh, they go bowling. Uh, they play some tennis. They're, yeah, they're like on a like a hoverboard track, but not like actual hoverboards, but like those complex sort of thing. Segway things. Yes. And then we see, see them shooting some pool. And the uh, the two who uh, controlled that one big kaiju together are are really hitting it off now. And at some point, one of the other ones is like, "Did you guys always get along this well?" And and they're like, "No." <laughs> I do yeah. this is a thing where like their their minds merged and they're like uh it's like a Pacific Rim thing. Yeah, it's Presumably, definitely yeah. it's definitely getting that vibe to it. Like they want to do all the same stuff together. Their sync ratio has gone up. Yeah. Yes. They've leveled up. Yes. And uh meanwhile, um our our old pals uh second and and uh auntie have uh, turned up. Yes, and uh, they're they're, they're talking about kaiju. I was hoping they would be back soon. It's, uh, it's time for a little exposition. Yes. So, yeah, also, every kaiju I, comes from somewhere. Maybe somebody made them. I like how Knight Auntie uh, is just very evasive about how he knows all of this stuff about kaiju. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, that's a great question. It's not like you are kaiju. The two of them Awkward. are just silent. Ah, ha, ha, ha. No, that would be crazy. Uh-huh. LOL. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but Anoshiros the second sort of explains kaiju a bit. Anyway, so yeah, we're, we're we're talking about how you know they're they're fed by human emotions, um, and you know is Gamma that a regular have- Toku thing, David? That they're fed by human emotions. Not all shows, but some of them. It's very specific. I think it was um, was it Ultraman eighty where that's basically what they are. Okay. But it probably it, it, it's it's not a consistent all kaiju do that, but it, it is right. a thing that crops up every once in a while. That like Cause that some definitely monsters are created by people or felt like an intentional like nod to a trope. Yeah, investigation of, course, of a trope, maybe. I think that came up in last series too. I think yeah. it did. Yeah, of course, Gamma knew none of this, but uh, you know he was a kaiju user, not a kaiju understander. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. And that's and basically so they're, they're, how he puts it, is he, you know, he used them. He did not have to figure out how they worked. Yes. So, you know, that they, they he does resolve that, you know, he will watch over this kaiju, which he's now put in a little cage. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. he, 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 he does this as he remembers, that you know, this, this princess that he knew who was gentle towards living things. And apparently she's not dead. She's just missing. Yeah, the, the cage is not like a proper, like a dog crate. It's just like some baby gates lashed yeah, it's together. Just four walls mm-hmm. and no roof. Yeah. Good job, and, and indeed, he totally falls asleep and it gets out. And now it's huge. <laughs> Which, wait, did, didn't he say he doesn't sleep in the previous episode? I thought maybe he did, yeah. Although I'm not sure if that, that was actually true or if that was him being a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's, no, yeah, because it was the eugenicist. We like, he said like all kaiju users don't sleep, and he slept now. And then we saw glasses guy sleeping. He woke up, and the stuff was on his face. He oh was yeah, sleeping that's at right. the beginning of the episode, and well, woke up, yeah. and the stuff was on his face. So yeah, that could have been like just napping in the sun, you know. That's fine, but this is definitely he was asleep. It broke out. I guess there's a difference between needing to sleep and just sleeping because sleeping's pretty nice, but he definitely fell asleep because he needed to sleep, so he's full of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like eating in hell. You don't have to, but it's nice. <laughs> and then you get stuck there forever because of demons and curses. I thought Meanwhile, this. Our... Are we talking about fairies or. Because that's fairies. Well, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were talking about Persephone. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Greek underworld stuff. Anyway, and uh, meanwhile, our bad guys are not uh, doing any kaiju eugenicing. They are going to the movies. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Uh, Those two are Taraba both very Man. excited about the movie. This is, I assume, a reference to something. Well, it, it's a basic Ultraman reference. He's just got a bunch of horns like Taro or something. Oh, uh, no, I, I thought... It's like, the, oh, we, we jumbled up Ultraman letters a little bit and threw in an extra syllable in there. <laughs> well, I think it says on the wiki that... The Taraba Man is a fictional movie within several Ultraman entries. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, it's... it's uh, I'm trying to think of a similar thing. Well, I can think uh, of some more hey. things in anime, but I can't think of it like Marvel or something. I mean, I, I guess, it, yeah, it's, it's like one of the recurring fake movies on Seinfeld. Like, you know, Rochelle, Rochelle, or... Uh, Everything is just Seinfeld tonight. That's okay. It is. I'm in a, I'm in a Seinfeld kind of mode. That's you fine. you could be watching Seinfeld. And, well, and what is the deal with this episode? Okay, so... It, I mean, it's I mean well, a... this episode is kind of about nothing. Yeah. It's like the pirate comic in Watchmen. Yes. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but if it po- pops up in multiple things. Or how everybody loves Indian food. Okay, so it's it's not as common as that one newspaper that's in everything. Well, no. Uh, maybe the, the, it's, it's, the, it's, the one production newspaper that, like, there's so many copies of it, and it's used in every production because it's so generic. It's it's like Heisler beer and Let's Potato Chips. <laughs> McDonald's. Check it out. When, whenever anybody on a TV show or a movie is drinking beer that is not an immediately recognizable brand, it's Heisler, which is a fake beer. Oh. Huh. And I think they even did a community episode that pointed out that they were eating Let's Potato Chips. <laughs> anyway, and not only is this a movie, this is like one of those ultra D-box things where like the seats move and you're misted with water. Uh, have you guys ever seen one of those? I in real life? No. Well, have you, have no. you been in one? No, God. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I saw Rogue One that way. Oh, Ooh. no. And then it briefly stopped for a while because I, I guess my, my coat had um, like covered up the little sensor or something. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I moved it and I was immediately jerked into a weird position. <laughs> Although mine, this one appears to have like the, the, the ultra sensory stuff where you like missed it with water. Yes. I did not have that one. I mean, I it was okay. Like yeah, it was fun. It was fun to do it once. I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to IMAX. I, I don't really need to do that again. I also do not need to see Avatar again. I want to go or see Moonfall. Well, how about Avatar wanna... 2, allegedly coming this year? I want to go God. see Moonfall in IMAX. Kate Winslet's in it. What's Moonfall? It's got Sam okay. Tarly in it. Who the hell? Is that uh From Game of a, Thrones. Uh, oh, I was going to ask if that was like a Gerard Butler character. No, that's no. The, the chubby guy from Game of Thrones. Okay. I, th- I thought that was uh, Ed Sheeran. No. <laughs> it, That's the chubby guy from this, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> is this just the moon crashing into the earth, or is there, like, aliens or something? Uh, there, there's definitely some sort of, like, conspiracy theory that is true in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, it's a, because it's an Emmerich movie, and all conspiracy theories are true. See also Independence Day 2012, oh. and also that dumb Shakespeare movie he did. Oh, and, I, I love oh, 2012. Yeah, garbage Shakespeare. And for that matter, Stargate. That's a, that's an ancient aliens movie. Oh, yeah. Ancient yeah. aliens. So maybe it'll be good. It's, but Emmerich, oh, what's, there was, Emmerich had a shitty one in there somewhere. I mean, he had, he's had a bunch of a them. Geostorm. Yeah, Geostorm. Geostorm oh, had yes, too one. much space station and not enough Geostorm. Also, I think Gerard Butler's in that one, too. Also, there was the one yes. he did about Stonewall, which is best left unmentioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. No. No, yeah, Geostorm no, no. was Geostorm was disappointing. Is Jack Butler a scientist but, in that? Uh, but I, I'm holding out hope. Because I'm, I immediately disbelieve yeah. that. Yes, he is. I'm sorry, Gerard <laughs> Butler. <laughs> See also but the, yes, episode, I, the episode a couple weeks ago where we discussed um, Denise Richards playing a nuclear physicist. Dr. Christmas Jones, I would. Uh, I, I felt that way about uh, Jessica Alba in Fantastic Four playing a blonde. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just didn't look good on her. <laughs> probably they just didn't touch up the eyebrows enough. Anyway, anyway the point is, I yeah. would totally go see Moonfall at one of these theaters. <laughs> so yeah, this kaiju is on the loose. Uh, they just throw rocks at you. <laughs> You know, Auntie decides to help, and he's talking about you know, you know, some kaiju do have hearts, but some will fool you. 
Aww. And, and yeah, this kaiju isn't really, like, destroying... You know, it's not maliciously destroying anything. It's just kind of bumbling along because it's a huge monster. It's wrecking stuff anyway. Yeah, it just it gets bigger. So they're before they walks. before it gets bigger. So they're they're looking for it, and you know they're they're looking for it, and and then uh, and then they run into Auntie. This I didn't notice this so much in the previous episode, but in this episode I noticed that he's got the hair shine again. That looks like the Rodimus forehead crest. Oh yeah, I noticed it. I noticed that too. It's like Auntie's. It's got a little spike in the middle and on either end. I love his little his little forehead crest. But but uh, so Yamogi is like so so. What's your plan to find it? And he's just like search until we find it. And I'm thinking that's uh, that was that was already the plan. Thanks, you're bringing a lot to the table. And then he says it again, really intensely. And Yamogi's just like, cool. Yeah, I feel, I feel that's like having a conversation with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I just really like that his his big plan to help find it is to do exactly the thing that they were already doing, except be intense about it. But he's, he's still a simple boy. He's just grown up a bit. Yes, and uh, yes. and meanwhile, the girls have gone to the mall. Because women yes. be women be shopping, they do all no, the it's, time. It's women be tired of looking all over town for the monsters. I mean, there's no reason the monster is not in the mall. Yeah, so I feel like the mall is a perfect valid place to be. Well, I, I, as I like part that, of your like search. all of a sudden people start like screaming and running, and uh, Chia's first idea idea is that oh, there there must be like a, a special event or something. <laughs> there must be a sale going on. It just made me think of must that. Must have just gotten some PS5s in stock down at the GameStop. It makes me think of that uh, that old ad where this guy's like walking through this deserted city, and no, everybody's gone. And he finds somebody, and he's, he's like, "What? What happened?" He's like, "Oh, a uh, uh, big, uh, big roast beef sale at Arby's." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, but it's like kaiju have become so normal that they've forgotten. Oh, yeah, it's a kaiju attack. Okay. Uh, so, so Galma just, you know, he summons the uh, the the Dino Diver and just lands it in the middle of the street. Well, there's no nearby water. <laughs> Even though it is famously a boat. Yeah. And But Kimmy's like, no, 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 you can't, like, fire a zillion missiles. There's a mall right there. But I wanna, I wanna. And then, so then, you know, you know, Dinah Striker tries to stop him, and he just gets like shaken, like this thing is Bam Bam from the Flintstones. Oh, oh, you're skipping over a spot <laughs> where, uh, uh, where, where Koyomi is like saying, "I'm probably older than you," to Galma, and Galma's like, "I'm plus five thousand." I I find them both extremely... As someone who looks significantly younger than she is, I find both of those positions to be extremely relatable. (laughs) But then, yeah, he he gets tossed around in in his race car arm robot. Uh, So so it is up to... uh, It is now up to... uh, to Yamogi, and because uh, Yume is trapped in the mall, and she drops uh, uh, the jet off the ledge as she's like packed in this uh, in this mall, t- 
terrified crowd. Yeah, they're basically stuck in a stampede, and she... I... Okay, so I'm sure I've mentioned before that I am scared of heights, and that is basically, like, the kind of thing I'm always terrified about with with the mall side railings is something, like, bumping me and knocking stuff over the side, and so that's what happens to her. So Dinah Wing goes tumbling down to the empty floor, and she's like, that... That's yeah, she's good. just looking at it like she's like she's Jimmy Stewart watching Eva watching uh, uh, Kim Novak plunge off that roof. Yeah, mall <laughs> railings. I, I kind of miss malls and going to them, looking over railings when the malls were quiet. But yeah, being too close to a mall railing isn't fun when you're over six feet tall and your center of gravity is above the railing. Oh yes, that would be a this yeah. is one of the rare disadvantages for you tall people. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a tall person. I just get vertigo easily. But, uh, yeah, I don't live in a place that has two-story malls anymore. Uh, well, they don't have a significant they don't drive. Have malls. Actually, um, no, there's a two- or three-story. But story, what we but do have is box lunch. What the, What is that? It is uh, basically like if you took a Hot Topic and cut away the last veg- vestiges of goth from it. So it's just entirely, like, geek, somewhat towards the feminine side of of nerd stuff. So it's a lot of, like, a lot of Disney stuff. They had a lot. They had, like, a little Sailor Moon display. They had a little Naruto display. Uh, They had an Inuyasha display. Uh, They had some Star Wars stuff. But it's, like trending there were a, a lot of figurines and figures like they had the the figure arts uh sailor saturn which is tempting uh but like lots of t-shirts and sweatshirts and like housewares uh there's a section towards the back that's like little kid stuff uh so you get you know your your child a little grogu onesie <laughs> And, uh, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a little dangerous to, <laughs> to, to happen upon close to payday. I, I guess I just assumed it was a uh, restaurant. Yeah, when you mentioned it, I thought it's no. like, oh, they have bento boxes, but yeah, it's, it's de-goth topic. Oh. They probably do have some bento boxes, just not with yeah. food in them, but you know, oh, with yeah. like Inuyasha characters on the lid. Yeah, it's like all the nerd stuff at Hot Topic now, but none of the... I, I was sad because I've been trying to find a, a TVA uh, lanyard for my work badge, because I also work for a vague yet menacing <laughs> government agency. <laughs> they aren't menacing, though. But uh, sadly, they did not have that, though they did have some other Loki stuff. Anyway, so... so They had an enamel pen pen of alligator Loki. Among others. So, so Grid Knight and Yamogi team up as he transforms uh Soldier into like a a dino bazooka. Yes, he he does not seem to have realized that he could do this. I mean there was no way to hold him before apparently, this. He's the guy who holds things. Yeah, now Grid Knight is here. Now there's another he, yes. now he's a weaponizer. <laughs> he's the one with hands normally. Oh, he is. He's a weaponizer now. Yes, allow me to use you. As a uh, weaponizer, also one of my favorite uh, underappreciated Britney Spears oh, tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
if, if filk songs were still a thing that existed, somebody would definitely have done Weaponizer to the tune of Womanizer. It would be terrible. I'm sure somebody does them, sure just not like not, not like they used to be. Well, that, now more often you're going to get a rap version. Uh, anyway, he's going to <laughs> rap. Anyway, uh, Yamogi is going to try and dominate this kaiju again, and it, you know, just so that'll slow it down, and that means it'll stop, and they can shoot it with the with the Dino Zuka, and it works. Mm. But then also. It opened, opens up its mouth, and there's an eyeball in there, and it sees into his soul. And what is going on in this episode? It's some yeah. fucking Evangelion bullshit here, man. But it's it, it's creepy because it's not creepy. It's it's just like this little baby monster looking at him, staring intently, and then they blow it away with a bazooka. Oh, they they blow this thing straight he, to hell. Because he's like hesitating, yeah. and then it does that, and he's like, "Oh hell no." Because it's <laughs> he fires like up at it. he's inside its head or it's inside it, it, it's unnerving. Well, time to kill this thing immediately and let us never speak of this again. Hmm. It is. It's some Ava shit, man. It's not okay. Anyway, so you know everything. Uh, you know everything's pretty much okay at least once. Uh, Auntie has punched Gamma in the gut. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that makes everything okay. He's like, you should have killed it in the first place. Always kill yep. kaiju. Dumbass. Yep. Oh, dear. Always be killing kaiju. Ooh. And uh, yeah, we catch up with our kaiju eugenicists, who, uh, you know, they had a fun time at the movies, and uh, then the weird blonde guy kind of seems like he kind of did this all on purpose, so they wouldn't uh, have to deal with this, like, messed up kaiju. That kind of <laughs> sucked. That's fair. Make them deal with it so we don't have to deal with this sad, runty thing that isn't mm. worth our time. So, so mm. meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, Yume and Yumogi, they're heading home on the bus like it's the end of The Graduate. Yeah. <laughs> and she is feeling, is she feeling his kidneys? What's she doing here? She's just poking him in the side, her fingers as a blade, I don't know. Trying to distract mm, him. Two healthy kidneys. Eh, no, uh, <laughs> just like I, I gotta call somebody about a tub of ice. We're definitely going on that date. <laughs> so, uh, so Yamogi, what's uh, what's your blood type? Uh, yeah, she she's awkward. See, it's uh, it's it, it's Japan, so that's a totally normal thing to ask. I'm not planning to steal your organs. Yeah, it, it, it is a normal <laughs> thing. But, it's like asking uh, but, your uh, zodiac sign. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Except it is much harder to use the fact that I am a Libra to steal my organs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, unless uh, my sign is, I don't know, rising in the quadrant of uh, Neptune or something. I don't know anything but astrology. Yeah, I just know the aesthetics. I just know I have the, the worst of all zodiac signs because mine is an inanimate, ob- inanimate object. Aww. You're a vase? Doesn't get to be like a cool scorpion or anything. Oh. I'm sorry, what? Isn't it one of my vase? Picture? Uh, you're thinking of Aquarius, oh. but that's like the water carrier, so that's a carrier. guy, or possibly a lady, carrying a vase. So that's something. I just know that the 13th one screws everything up and is dumb. Oh, is it Ophidius or something? Ophiuchus or something, yeah. It's like, it's like a cool snake. Mine is the anyway. worst. What is that? Is it Virgo? Virgo. Okay, well, at least that's a person. I guess. 
as opposed to a, a boring scale. person. <laughs> so it's always the one where they, where you know, when they do like the villain team, the Zodiac at Marvel, they have to come up with something for for Libra. <laughs> Because everybody else gets to be like a bull man or like a guy with scorpion claws. Or twins. Or twins, exactly. They got like creepy twin powers. Uh, but no, instead, anyway. Uh, so you may, she asks him out awkwardly and uh, she's all, hey, how about, uh, you know, anywhere? And uh, I guess there they are like officially a thing now. They are dating. They are going to go on a date. They should go yes. to Starbo's. <laughs> well, they probably like will. Or maybe, I don't know, that, uh, like, uh, cool, uh, sports complex. They could, uh, you know, uh, they could bowl. Yeah. Should go to ground the one. That's right, ground the one. Alright, so that is our episode. I, I, I enjoyed this, uh, this sort of hangout episode. She, she say pulls out the little oh, right. rock thingy she found episodes ago. Which now has formed, like, a skeleton. Yeah. It's coral. She's got some coral. It's fine. It's definitely not going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. It's normal. It's fine. But, yeah, that's that's the episode. Mm. It, it, it's nice to have a laid-back episode, mostly, except for the creepy little bit at the uh. end. Last episode was fairly laid back until the end because they were just hanging around the docks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah this is a pretty low key show in general. Yeah, that's fine. The characters are likable enough. It was a very cute kaiju. It looked mm. terrible. It looked so bad. It was so pathetic. It was a very pitiful kaiju. I felt bad for it. Yeah, yeah. It is nice to have a. a if not good, at least questionable monster that, that the bad, good guys don't want to murder, but mm-hmm. do anyway. To explore the the morality of doing all the murder that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I it was a a kind of weirdly both cute and upsetting kaiju. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very brightly colored too. I love the color palette palette yes. in this palette. I love the color palette in this show. So mm. good. Alright, so that uh, that should do us for uh, for Superhuman mm. Samurai Cyberpod this week. We'll be back next month with more Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod, and we'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Yes. And, and uh, less colors. Oh, oh God. speaking oh, of... Oh, sorry, by less colors we mean no colors. Speaking of palettes... Well, I guess it has all the colors because you just mix them all together to form brown. Because that <laughs> that uh, that episode is ninety percent brown. So brown. Well, it's, it's mostly brown. The good guys are brown. The bad guy is brown. The backgrounds are brown. A little bit of green because there's some bushes, so you get kind of a bream going on. The 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 groundhog is brown. Yeah. yeah. We we get a a brief uh, appearance by Fix It, and I was just on my knees thanking God that the color <laughs> orange exists. <laughs> yes, it be like that. It uh, be like that. But of course, until then, we are all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help us with hosting and other expenses. 
That is at patreon.com slash underground. For the month of February, we will be watching The Eternals. Is it The Eternals, or is it just Eternals? It is just Eternals. That's... I don't like that. We don't don't use that Initially, it was going to be The Eternals, and now it's just Eternals. Huh. I'm trying to think if Marvel has ever done one that has the definitive article like that. Huh. Yeah, Hmm. I guess Avengers was just Avengers. It wasn't The Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not the well, that's Guardians true. of the Galaxy. The but they're not the Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe they looked at that and they were like, no, we have to <clears throat> maintain consistency here. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a movie. David hasn't even watched it yet as of this recording. No, so I, I still have not. I just I want to watch it once, and that's it. I will not spoil yet. The one thing that I spoiled in... Uh, Elsewhere was was uh, that there's an evil sword, but maybe I was making that up. It's not actually relevant to the plot at all. No. Yet. It's Wait just for phase five or whatever. I'm just saying, I really like evil swords. <laughs> They're my favorite. Well, I mean, and, well, and also, you know, if you are at all familiar with that character from the comics, you'll know who that dude is and how evil his sword is. Yes, <laughs> just just from his name. Uh, so yeah, that will be for the month of February. For as little as a dollar a month, you can listen in on that and all of our previous month's Patreon specials. Uh, there are some really fun stuff in there. Last month we did G Gundam uh, going to Canada, uh, where Rob could tell us about how realistic Andrew Graham's toque was. <laughs> All right. So until next time, then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and Hank went to sleep for a little bit, but now he's awake and purring again. And I'm David. Excelsior! Oh, he's so happy. He's a happy baby. Oh. Can you invent some terrible science? Yeah, yeah, you are.